Bank of Clark County is making it easy to give to local charities. We're featuring a different one at each of our Bank of Clark County locations. To find out how you can support their good work, visit our website at www.bankofclark.bank or follow us on our social media channels and the hashtag GiveWithBOCC. Bank of Clark County. Member FDIC. production podcast i'm kiri and i'm rachel and this is a special episode because today we are going to get super meta with it we're going to talk about podcasting in front of darren's podcasting class everybody say hi hi a <laughs> uh, very li- lively group of people so we're going to share how we came up with the podcast and how we put it together and just kind of share our advice for how to put together a podcast and we're going to do a Q&A at the end as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is hilarious because I think a year ago if you had told me that at this time next year you and I would have any form of authority to be speaking with others about how to do anything I would have laughed in your <laughs> face. Especially especially podcasting. Anything at all. Yes, but mostly anything at all. Yeah. Kiri, do you want to talk a little bit about the fairly random and chaotic beginnings of our podcast idea? Well, it was really just an idea at first. We thought, hey, we both have a lot of experience in production-related fields. We do a lot of like video production, live production, all sorts of stuff, and now podcast production. And so we thought we would share our crazy stories and experiences, just give you advice that you didn't ask for from people who have very little experience. And I think it's it's worked out okay. We have a slight following, just a little bit. We have yeah, hey guys, if you have a Spotify account, find post production podcast, give us a follow. And if you don't have a Spotify account, get one. Find post production podcast, give us a follow. Well played. Yeah, but the idea was hey, we should just get together late at night and record a chaotic podcast where we just talk about our crazy experiences. Because I was a lighting technician for ADL. I worked for Darren uh, while I was at school. And I also did Era 404 show and I found I helped create that show and I led it. I have lots of stories from that. And then Rachel, you do everything. True. You do like sports stuff and you're in the chapel bands and everything. We actually started this back in November-ish because Rachel was in the fall musical that year and I was working it. And so we thought, man, we should we should talk about this because this is crazy. And so we did. The first episode we recorded was right after the first show. Or was it I think it was before that. It was it was a rehearsal. Yeah, it was the night of like the second or third dress rehearsal because I remember clearly that there had been like two eight hour rehearsals back to back and both of us wanted to die a little. Yeah. And we recorded an episode that will never ever ever be on the internet. I think Rachel still has it. Yep. It was very chaotic. And then we recorded another episode after, I think, the opening night of the musical. And that one, we tried to connect the audio to the Bluetooth, and that audio did not sound good at all. So we took that, and then months later, the next semester, I had a podcasting practicum. And you had something... I had a performance practicum. So we thought, hey, we should bring back our podcast idea 
And so after I transcribed the one about theater, we just put it up and read from it. And that was our first episode. Mm -hmm. And that's the one that went on the air, the first one. And then we just worked from there. We planned out a year's worth of episodes so far that this is episode 32. Yeah. So we're, we're over halfway through our our first plan, initial plan. We'll see if we still want to do this by the time we've done 52 of these, but yeah, that's the goal. Yeah. And our podcast name came from uh, the fact that like we planned to, we planned to record each episode after we had already been working together on production stuff. So, you know, we'd be together, we'd shoot an episode of Error 404. We'd be at a sports game shooting or streaming or whatever. And then the idea was then we'd go into the studio and sort of unpack what we'd done and like what was in our brains with production and it would be funny because we'd both be tired and slap happy from working all day we were yes and we were um and we still are but since covid and then now that curious graduated we've obviously changed our format a little and learned a lot more about recording and producing a podcast along the way i think going remote was actually really good for our podcast because we learned so much <laughs> Because when we first went remote, we thought we would just record the Zoom call and use the audio from that, but that was awful. That was unfortunate. Yeah, episodes 12 through 16 or that period of time. And then we thought, wait, we just need to record onto recording software on our computers and then you can share the file with me and then that'll be it. And that sounds much better too because it's not reliant on internet connection. Right. And with that technology, like Kiri mentioned, we had to figure out how to record a podcast long distance. And once we got into it, I realized that a lot of the podcasts I listen to on Spotify that are produced through like big expensive podcast networks are recorded with multiple hosts who are never in the same room together. Like they'll live on opposite ends of the country. And I was like, okay, like other people in the world are doing this. We can do this. And so we had to just be unafraid and unashamed of the trial and error period of realizing, okay, Zoom audio doesn't make for a great podcast. Trying to record on a phone call doesn't make for the best audio on a podcast. So that's when we started recording separate audio tracks on our own third-party software on our computer. And then just sending it back and forth. So that's pretty much how we got started. Let's get into how to make a podcast. I'm sure you guys have learned a lot about that in the last, I don't know, how long has it been? Or six weeks, two weeks, three weeks? Feels like two years. You're not even in school and you're saying it's felt like two years. I know. All right, so you're probably going to get some different perspectives because Rachel and I have slightly different ways of organizing things, but I thought we'd organize this by pre-production, production, and post-production. So the way you start is with pre-production, with an idea. So audience, what are some of the ideas you have? We actually did a thing yesterday, and I'll let Ori talk a little bit about this project. Explain what you're working on here, Ori. Yesterday, we got to interview David French for a podcast we're doing called The Conversation. It's by GEP, by the threefold, I host it. Cool. So basically with the conversation, kind of the premise of it is, is to bring in people, bring them in to have long form conversations. Uh, but we want to have like, you know, 30 to 45 minute conversations, these interviews and just touch on a lot of the big relevant issues going on right now. Each episode is like a one shot interview with someone about an important event or topic that they want to talk about with someone who 
has some authority on that or is of great civic significance. That's something that's very collaborative. So it takes a lot of contacting people and finding the right people to interview. You have scheduling and stuff like that. But the fact that you're doing that is great. And you're, you're using all of your resources. You're calling people in, you're getting people to participate. And I think that's great. That has a lot of potential to really blow up. I think that's, that's a really good podcast. So when you when you come up with your podcast, I think you should just write down a list of things you're interested in and things that you think would make a good podcast. So like it could be like a podcast, like an audiobook where you just tell stories. Uh, not an audiobook, but like a... An audio drama. Audio drama, that's the word. It could be an audio drama. It could be a, a commentary podcast where you interview people like Ori's doing. Or it could be where you just talk about stuff stuff that you do, like Rachel and I are doing. So I, I suggest just writing down all the ideas you have and then picking the one that you know the most about and have the most resources for as you're getting started mm -hmm. and save the rest of them for future projects. So don't abandon your ideas just because you don't have the resources for them right now because you might later. Set a timeline for yourself for how long you want the series to be. It could just be like three episodes or it could be a whole year's worth of episodes. So yeah, just kind of decide how long you want to keep the show going. And a lot of RSS places will let you do more than one show on one account. So an RSS feed is uh, a website. There are lots of websites that you can go to that will provide this for you. And you just make an account and you upload your episodes there. And then that gives you a URL that you can take and paste into podcasting platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, but basically any platform with that feed, that URL. So whenever you upload the episode to the website that you made for the RSS feed, then that will automatically upload all the episodes to wherever, whoever has that RSS feed. That was a really long-winded way of explaining it. With a typical podcast, you are hosting your own feed. So you will need a website, you will need hosting, you'll be uploading those audio files and having them on your hosted plan, okay? And that's like the basis. That's how podcasting really began. That's how it all started. And then you create an RSS feed, which has basically all the information of your podcast. It has the name, it has the creators, and that is the, what you distribute to like Apple. And uh, so the Apple Podcast Network requires this RSS feed. They don't actually have the files. The files are on your server. That's something you'll need to set up. Well, I, I just Googled a RSS feed website place and found a free one. And that's what I've been using. So next, once you have your idea and your plan for how long you want to do it, it's time to plan each episode. So what we did, we just had a list and we, we just wrote down 52 episodes and then inserted subjects that we wanted to talk about. Mm -hmm. Rachel, do you want to talk about developing brand identity before you post the podcast? Sure. Evolution of your podcast and your podcast idea is normal over time. You'll notice like if you listen to an episode now of a podcast and then you go back and listen to their very first episode, there are definite and noticeable changes. Um, and that that's normal with anything. It progresses, it shifts, it evolves. Um, but it is important while you're developing your idea to make sure you have a very central idea and very central standards for yourself of 
what your podcast needs to be, you know, like, what are my goals with this podcast? Um, what are the things I want to make sure I do each episode, et cetera, et cetera. And that way, once you get into posting your podcast, if you make adjustments to your podcast idea or your format, they're less noticeable. They're sort of one degree shifts instead of 360 degree yanks every time you think of something new that you want to change. So like even if you go back and listen to our very first episode, there are definitely things we do differently now. Obviously, we're recording in a different format, but we've also created a website since we started our podcast. So we always make sure to mention that. Postprodpod.com. Check it out. There you go. <laughs> um, we have certain inside jokes now, sort of running gags that we tend to bring back every few episodes because it is a it is the building of a relationship between you and other hosts or you and your listeners. So it's very normal for things to progress and evolve. Like we haven't even planned all the way to the end of the year, but we have most of it. There, there are only like five or six blanks we need to fill yeah. to figure out which episodes we want to do. And there are some subjects that we go back. We're going to go back and uh, talk about them more, like film. That was our second episode, and there's so much you can talk about in film. And for that episode, we spent a lot of time talking about the Oscars because that was that week. So it was very relevant. That's something to think about, too, as you're planning is like if there's some big event going on, like the Oscars, like, okay, maybe I can... I can kind of theme it towards the Oscars or like we have an episode that's going to come out on Halloween. So we're going to make that one about all the weird, creepy stuff that's happened to us on sets. Each episode is about 30 minutes long. You need to think about how long you want each episode to be and keep it fairly consistent. Not, not every episode is going to be exactly the same time. So I set a range for ourselves, 25 to 35 minutes with the goal of hitting that 30 minute mark. I think only once have we ever gone under yeah we've gone over a couple times Mm -hmm. and this one will definitely go over too yeah but that's to be expected with bigger topics or big events like for instance doing a live podcast episode with a group of people that's sort of a a once uh, in a while type of thing that it's okay to say okay well today today's episode is going to be a little bit longer because we're sharing it with a group of people and when you consider how long you want the final episode to be that's when you consider how long you want to sit down and record so our goal is to record for at least 45 minutes it's okay if we go over it'll just make for a longer episode but usually 45 minutes about it gives us a good half hour of usable content Mm -hmm. i cut out a lot of ums and uhs and i cut out really long silent breaks when we're trying to come up with something to say yeah so that that usually adds up to about 15 20 minutes of stuff and of course they're also like completely irrelevant rabbit trails cut them out but during the actual production decide how long you want to be recording especially depending on what you talk about i think it's good to have a plan for like how the episode is going to go like outline the episode i used to do that now we just sit down and talk but rachel do you want to show them the document yeah i can the uh the spreadsheet or the document Ooh, both okay So the the spreadsheet is the list of all of our episodes with roughly a plan. And then we have a document where we kind of outline what we, in more detail, what we're going to talk about. Sometimes we work off of that. Sometimes we don't. Yeah. Yeah, So you see, we didn't make this spreadsheet until the seventh episode when we realized, oh, wait, we should probably make a spreadsheet. Yeah. So you'll notice, you know, we'll have a tentative recording date. We have our release date. 
Um, we have just some research goals for both of us. And then you'll see, like, we have our basic outline for the next few episodes sort of structured in there, but there are some that we haven't come up with, hence the blanks. This is where I go and look every week so that I don't have to ask Kiri for the third time what we're talking about that day. <laughs> and then here is our uh, research document. So this is where we unpack the spreadsheet. Oh, here's my essay on Jeremy Renner from the Jeremy Renner episode. So this is this is basically where we stick all of our research. We try to include sources so that if we need to go back and pull sources, we have that accountability there. Yeah, so here's all my research on memes from one of our more recent episodes. I'm very proud of this. Episode 30. Y'all should listen to it. Yep. So those are our during podcast organization tips, I guess. It is very important to stay organized and keep track of what you're going to do and when you're going to do it. And you don't have to organize everything exactly the way we did. Just do it in a way that works for you that will guarantee that you don't lose track of where you are and what you need to do. Mm -hmm. So post-production, hey. I see what you did there, oh clever one. I use Adobe Audition because it's the easiest thing to use. Not necessarily, well, maybe not even easy, but it's it's the best thing to use. Has all the tools you need because I, I have to go in and denoise our tracks all the time because we all have background noise. Because I record in a closet in my townhouse with seven people playing Mario Kart in the background. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can still kind of hear them in that episode. That's also in the memes episode. It's a quality episode. Yeah, so I use multi-track because it is... It just makes our separate tracks so much cleaner because it's just us. It's just us talking, not both of us at the same time interrupting each other where it's kind of hard to understand. And so I can move things around. We talk over each other a lot, but it's okay to have a little bit of overlap every once in a while so it sounds a little more natural. It takes a lot of time. I spend probably three or four hours. I think it's I think it was three or four hours total working on the podcast, including recording time. But editing, I probably spend about two or three. Yeah, I just do it like for an hour or so in the afternoon and then again later in the evening, maybe some the next morning. Yeah, just do it little by little and then it comes together somehow on time. Just be aware of that time management because editing and editing it well is going to take time. Right. So just, just being aware of that and aware of your working speed without exhausting yourself is important. And with editing, too, like, you'll notice different podcasts edit differently. So if you listen to a more heavily produced podcast that has lots of music in the background and sometimes, like, the audio dramas will have vocal effects and sound effects, obviously those are going to take a lot longer in post-production. But even with a podcast like ours where we're pretty minimal with sound in the background, it's mostly just public domain music um, at the beginning and at the end, and then the two of us. But the important thing is that the more that podcasting and audio technology progresses, the faster people listen to audio production. So if you go back and you listen to Kiri and I's conversation at the rate that we're having it now, you'd be like, oh my gosh, this sounds nothing like the podcast. And that's because how you're feeling right now. Yeah, exactly. You're like, oh my goodness, they are so boring in real life. Yeah, we are. We took a BuzzFeed quiz that said we're boring in real life. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that is true. Um, but you'll notice, like, 
Kiri goes back and she snips out all those spaces between sentences so that the rate of our conversation clips along faster. So we're not speeding up how quickly we talk, but we are taking out all of the natural pauses because people's attention spans are getting shorter and shorter. It, it is very entertaining. So yeah, we talk about silly things and we talk about serious things. It's it's good to mix it up a little bit, but as she was saying, know your brand. Right. That's all I've got. What do you got? I have got just an absolute burning desire for someone to talk that is not us. So yes. I think it might be time to... Time for a Q&A. Yes, turn it over to the people that have so patiently put up with our crud for the last 30-ish minutes. And if your question is, Rachel, what is it like to be the most famous podcaster on the planet? My answer is... Then you should ask Kiri. My answer is, um, it's a rough life. <laughs> the look she just gave me. When you look this good and you sound this good, but someone's got to do it. Um, and that someone is me and I am patiently dealt with by Kiri Jones. So <laughs> what do you guys do to uh, check your insights? So on Spotify, there is a podcasters.spotify.com. Uh, so that's where you go to upload your podcast on Spotify. So it looks like this. You click on your dashboard, and here it shows your stats for the last week. Uh, so it shows starts, streams, listeners, retention rate here, gender, age, and country here. Start streams, listeners, followers. This one, this is where you can see how many followers you have. And as Darren has noted, using a platform like Spotify that's really big and really good at crunching numbers is valuable because you can get more nuanced data insights. So like, you know, followers, gender, a start versus a stream. And that is opposed to the simple downloads data that you get from hosting files on your own website. This doesn't take your stats from today. It takes your stats from yesterday back. So if you want to find out how your podcast is doing the day you upload it, you need to wait. I was just going to ask if you do any video recording for a podcast. We Not yet. Yes. We definitely have some goals for maybe doing a complimentary YouTube channel or a social media account where we could do some video content that parallels the podcast content. Kiri, do we have specific goals, do you think, for when we'd want to establish that? I don't know. I think the reason we haven't done that yet is because we're not quite ready and we don't really have the means at this point because we're in two different states right now. I I've looked a lot into advertising on the podcasts, uh, looking for brand deals and stuff like that. Um, and I think the first goal of any podcast would be to gain a somewhat substantial following. So I would say 100 is a pretty good goal, I think, to hit. What sort of things would you guys recommend for promoting the podcast? Like we could do little short video promos on Instagram, Instagram sponsors, stuff like that. It's just one of those things that I, I'm still researching. I think Rachel's done her fair share of researching as well, just to kind of figure out how to best do that in a way that works for us. Yeah, what other media platforms do you guys suggest that they use to promote the promote it well there are all sorts of media platforms we have an entire episode on social media too where we talk about how you can use it for business rachel was a social media manager she knows all about that mm -hmm. promoting on different media platforms is interesting because you do have to draw the line between is this a promotion from my account 
or is this a paid promotion? Is this an ad that I am paying to boost or paying to put in other people's feeds? So that would be something for us to sort of discuss and say, okay, which one do we think would work better and why? And how do we make sure that that disseminates to a newer audience or a wider audience than we are gaining right now? I was wondering for your for your podcast, if you've ever like considered doing closed captioning for like your possible like maybe like deaf or impaired listeners. Huh. We don't have captioning, but we have in the past made use of softwares that will listen to the podcast and do a transcription. The RSS feed I use does that automatically, or you could pay them more to do it well, because there, there's some crazy stuff that comes out of the transcription, the free transcription. So on the on the topic of things with money, how does Spotify, what, how do they go about monetization? I know how YouTube works. How does Spotify work? Is it like certain number of listeners? Do you have to get to a certain amount of streams in a certain week or month? Typically, people who make money off of putting things on Spotify make the vast majority of their income from third-party sponsors. There are all sorts of brands that work like specifically with podcasting that like I'll hear the same brand promoted on three different podcasts that I listen to and I'm like, huh. Audible. Yeah, I, so Audible <laughs> is a big one. Um, natural deodorants are a big one. <laughs> CBD oils, etc. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this on, on this podcast, but anyhow. <laughs> uh, so people will make outside deals and then promote that deal within their podcast yeah they incorporate it into their podcast so it's not like an, an ad pops up in the middle of it and interrupts the podcast uh, so if we got a brand deal with someone we would creatively incorporate it into our podcast and um, I read an article that was talking about how only like one percent of listeners actually go to the brand after hearing about it on a podcast so the brands don't expect a lot of people to go to their site because they listen to your podcast but that that's where you're building a good following is important because you can say hey we have this many followers which means that one percent is going to be a little bit large mm -hmm. and they're gonna come to your podcast but yeah ad interruptions are annoying so uh, finding creative ways to make it yours and make it uh, fit into the podcast is the way to do it i think for sure and they'll keep them like, you know, 30 seconds to a minute is the typical length of an ad within a podcast. And it is worth noting that Spotify does pay per stream. It's just an absolutely minuscule amount, um, which is the case on most streaming platforms for most things, whether it's music or audio productions. So, yeah, I was just going to say, you know, it's not always about, you know, somebody directly visiting the site after hearing the podcast because a lot of advertising and it benefits the company just because of like repeat messaging. So if you keep hearing an ad about whatever, it's going to build up in your mind. You're going to have knowledge about it. And knowing about something does seem to uh, promote sales and stuff. You might trust that brand subconsciously more yes that was what the rest of the article said yeah but that was a really that was a much more fluid way of saying that thank you benji so this was a very educational edition of the post-production podcast i hope everyone learned a lot you the audience and you the listener maybe you the listener want to start your own podcast based on our very coherent and effective teaching <laughs> yeah and 
We've talked about a lot with the process of podcasting with a bunch of really cool and creative people who are somewhere within that process of coming up with ideas for audio production themselves. So thank you so much to Darren and his podcasting class for having us. Yes. um, For putting up with the opinions of two people who haven't been doing this for very long themselves. But we are super grateful for this opportunity. Um, to get to speak to you via Zoom and for y'all's willingness to share your ideas and questions with us and with our platform. Yeah, it's more about moving forward and doing it. You can learn as you go. Thank you. Yes, it it has definitely been a learning process, Mm -hmm. this whole thing. We've been doing this for seven months now. Yeah. Man, it's been a long seven months. Yeah, we've definitely learned a lot as we've gone through this. And if your first episode is trash like ours was, it's okay. You'll get better. You will always get better the more you do it. With that, this has been the post. Everybody say this with us. Post. Post. Production. Podcast. Oh my goodness. Pure chaos. Uh, Thanks so much for tuning in and we will see you next Saturday. Thank you, class, for listening to us. Goodbye. Goodbye This message brought to you by CBD. Bank of Clark County is making it easy to give to local charities. We're featuring a different one at each of our Bank of Clark County locations. To find out how you can support their good work, visit our website at www.bankofclark.bank or follow us on our social media channels and the hashtag GiveWithBOCC. Bank of Clark County. Member FDIC.